You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody, which will be your uh, late Tuesday, early Wednesday show of Locked On Browns. Uh, obviously, you know, you got your pre uh, post-game show last night. Um, tons and tons of listens. I appreciate it, guys. Um, thank you. Um, you can always be with us with a loss, but I understand that everybody's a little bit more excited during the wins as we are to do the post-game shows. Um, we're going to get to your PFF night here. I, I told you I wanted to keep as much as uh, much a part of the show this year as I could. As everybody knows what was going on last week, it was a little difficult to get it in. Uh, a, we like it all. I know you guys all appreciate the work done over at PFF. B, we just all really kind of like John Costco, so any chance he can jump on, we're going to sit down with him, uh, your local experts on the biggest stories, brown-wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, John, after what was an abysmal week one and not that you know we're gonna say last night was the Mona Lisa but you know every team if your ultimate goal is double digit wins you're gonna eventually throw up a turd but the thing is when you throw up the turd find a way to you know turn it into a positive um even if look at Jets as undermanned as they were look nobody's gonna feel sorry for them they're pros yada yada but the ship is righted one in one uh, first off, just thoughts for the first two weeks. Obviously, we'll get to a little offense here. We'll get to a little defense and everything going on. Yeah, uh, obviously, a win's always good. Um, doesn't doesn't look look like we you know everybody expected it to what we um, were anticipating this season to be. And obviously, uh, coming off of a uh, week one game where it really didn't look like you expected it to. Um, so you've got. I don't know. I mean, obviously the first game you had 18, 19 penalties, whatever it was. Uh, they cut that in half in the second game um, with five of those being Miles Garrett alone and five or four or five, whatever it was. Um, so, you know, as a team, essentially, if you take Miles Garrett out of that equation of him just being just not under like, silly about where you're supposed to hit the quarterback and making sure you're not pile driving him into the ground. Um, you know, they, from that, dis, you know, aspect, they were much more disciplined. And so that was good to see uh, the defense came to play. Um, and obviously when you're going up against guys like Trevor Simeon and Luke Falk, you're going to play well. Uh, but those guys showed up and, and played as you'd expected them to against that type of an opponent. So from that aspect, it was really good. Obviously, you want to see better efficiency on offense um, both both weeks. And I even think on, on defense, the first week, they were, were fine outside of a couple of plays where they, um, you know, they, they missed too many more, too many tackles, had a bust in coverage, let A.J. Uh, Brown go, you know, flying down the field, you know, for 50-some-odd yards or whatever it was. Uh, obviously, the Derrick Henry screen was really bad. But really, I think outside of, like, you know, those two big plays – you know, they, they really kind of held Marcus Mariota in check. He was really bad from a clean pocket, so they, they made him uh, – I think he had like 50% completion percentage from a clean pocket there, so that was really good. Obviously, on the offensive side where if you don't get the offense going, you're not going to go anywhere in the NFL these days, um, and they need, to, they need to get that corrected, essentially. And, and I mean, like, I trust Baker to, to turn it around, and, uh, but I think the, kind of the, the jury is a little bit out on Freddie right now. Uh, because there's a difference between the offensive coordinator with a certain staff and then being promoted to offense, uh, the head coach with an entirely different staff. So he's got to, we got to see what he can do and how he can adjust his, uh, his game planning and, and preparation. Uh, 
Um, you know, and we're not going to get to this, you know, in too much in depth, obviously, with John, he's here for other things. Um, I, I do think there's also a little bit of the, you know, struggling of actually having an offensive coordinator right now. And, you know, where is it, you know, the point of, hey, this is my ass on the line. So this is the way things are going to be done. Um, you know, look, but, uh, you know, things don't gel easily. And you got to keep in mind, they didn't have the luxury of getting Jarvis or Odell on the field during the preseason to, you know, what this way they could at least watch film together and say, oh, well, I like this. Okay, I like this too. And, you know, a whole bunch of that. Uh, so almost even look, you know, as maybe these first two where it is kind of uh, preseason-ish, but obviously it counts. But, you know, and obviously this slate of five coming up here, this is uh, this is going to tell you a lot about where this team is going to go this year. John, offensively, um, look, you know, the tackle play, hey, I mean, we kind of we, we kind of knew that. Um, seeing Odell being too great Odell, obviously under the lens of a team that you follow Baker, what's, what's, what's good right now. What's not. Yeah. So, um, the, the thing that's good, obviously is that like, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is still an elite talent and was one of the highest grade wide receivers in, in the NFL this week, obviously, everything you saw on display I don't really need to go into the depth into the numbers about how good he was but you saw it there and so you, you he obviously is whenever he gets the ball in his hands he's he's electric um that what's not good is the, the you know you could talk about people like oh they have the, this chemistry and stuff like that but they're still not on the same page for the most part you know Baker's not seeing the field quite right uh, part of that is on on the on Freddie getting the plays in much faster. They need, they need to get out of that huddle and uh, to the, you know, seeing so you can see the defense with, you know, 15, 20 seconds left on the game clock, instead of getting up there with 10 seconds, trying to read it and trying to rush to, to audible at the line of scrimmage based on what you're seeing um, or not even be able to do that. And then essentially get, taking what they give you. Um, and then you have a play that's not designed for the coverage that they end up playing. So um, the, the, the thing that's not good, I mean, just from a, an efficiency standpoint, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL uh, and an expected points added per play and success rate. Um, what, you know, the th things that are good about Baker is that even when he has, is in this funk that he, he's in, he still can make some big time throws that throw at, at the end of the half, the Jarvis was a, was a big throw. Uh, obviously, the the throw down the sideline for the one-handed catch, so it will be Jay. That was a big-time throw there. Um, and he can still make, you know, a lot of really – I mean, like he can make every throw in a book. So, he, even when he's not playing well, he can still make throws. And, and even on a on a throw-for-throw -throw basis, it wasn't quite as bad as you'd expect. He took – obviously, like all the sacks he took were on him because he was holding the ball too long. But – uh, so he needs to get rid of the ball faster that way, and he needs to. They need to get to the, the to the line of scrimmage much faster, so that they can they can read the defense and and put out a play that's going to be successful against the defense that they're seeing. Um, and this is something I actually, you know, I, I, you know, we talked about this last year with him. Is you know, you look, you got to take some singles uh, if you want to equate it to a baseball um, to baseball. Not everything's going to be a home run. You know, get a rally going, some singles, which is you know, hit the open guy. And that was the other one is what make Baker kind of special last year and obviously very successful was the fact that it didn't matter what your name was. It didn't matter what your jersey number was. If you were open, he was throwing you the ball. Um, you can get – you can fall in love, of course, you know, with a brand-new toy under the Christmas tree. It's your favorite. But, you know, you still have some pretty good toys. Uh, so, you know, Baker's just you know, got to relax. 
Um, there's, there's still more, plenty more to this offense coming. I have zero, zero doubts about that with the amount of talent they have. Um, it'll behoove them if they're not, you know, a man down week in, week out. Obviously, you know, Callaway, you don't have him for the first month, so you don't have him week one. Um, now week two, you didn't have Rashard Higgins. Then you didn't finish with David Njoku. Um, you know, that's – it's not going to help, but, you know, it's it's not enough of an excuse. There's plenty of talent here. Um, you got to find some way – and, look, Nick's getting better and better as a receiver. But if he's going to do all the bulk of the carrying of the ball, you kind of got to get on a break somewhere. You got to find somebody to assist there, and that's where you kind of miss. And don't pick on me, Browns fans. Look, I get it. It's done. It's over. It's where you do miss a kind of guy like Duke. Um, maybe hopefully you can get Dontrell back. I mean, that's something Dontrell can do. So, you know, it's just stuff you're looking at that way. Offensively, what's just not working out right now? Um, Player-wise, what's not working out? Well, the offensive line is getting a lot of grief, but they're not bad in, in pass protection. The problem would have – They're providing the time. It's just not equating to success. Right, and that's because that's because Baker's holding on to the ball too long. So they're they're running these long developing routes, and so you're expecting the guys to be able to block for three-plus seconds – um, and that's difficult to do for, for an offensive line that's not, not an elite offensive line. Uh, Greg Robinson is serviceable. He's average. Uh, Chris Hubbard is, is serviceable. He's average. Uh, the interior offensive line is a lot better. Cush is, is a, you know, average right guard. So these guys aren't like aren't, – you're not going to expect them to be able to hold up for four-plus seconds like a Joe Thomas could. So when you start trying to take these deep shots – and you kind of get into predictable mode. Like the very first play uh, coming out of the half, I, I immediately thought uh, they're going to try to take a shot here. Jets thought that too, and they just waited for it. Like they, they, they put their coverage back so they couldn't, they couldn't run it, and they rushed, they rushed the quarterback in a way that would flush him out of the pocket and not allow him to get it, his feet set to, to throw it to you know, uh, the deep shot down there. So a little bit of predictability in that uh, Baker taking way too big a drops. He's taken like he several times. He was taking 11 plus yard drops when court and often line is expecting that to be at seven to nine, nine at the max. And if you're, because you're trying to, if you're blocking these rushers can just pin their ears and head to 10 yards. No, no offense lineman is able to block that much room. So it looks worse than it is when Baker sits back that far. And even so the, the Jets defense of, front is not that good at rushing the passer so um part of it is greg greg you know kudos to greg williams he schemed up a really good defensive game plan um and then you also had some issues where players were running the wrong routes there's really good example at towards the end of the game where taewon taylor is supposed to run a or just just run the screen uh, a wide receiver screen and said he ran a slant that mirrored what uh what OBJ was doing and that's not good. So obviously he, he, he went to do a, a play action RPO screen, couldn't throw it Had Baker had to run out of the pocket and throw it to, to land to the other side. And other times you had a couple of issues where the, with the wide receiver wasn't looking for the ball when Baker was wanting to throw it to him with, you know, into coverage. So he wasn't going to pull the trigger on that. So there's a couple of issues with that. And it's just not, it's just not clicking, you know, because of, uh, you're, you're trying to take these long shots. There's n very little for check down options, which are needed when you're trying to look at these long developing routes. Uh, look, work in progress. Uh, you know, it's forever, forever, you know, a work on the craft. Um, but uh, if Browns fans, it feels weird that we're actually talking about the offense 
and you know, there's some issues here. Um, it, it feels weird, but that's a good thing, guys. Uh, it just means there's more to come. It's not like anybody in that building doesn't recognize these same things that John and I are talking about. So have faith. Um, and, well, we're about to see. The rubber's about to meet the road here over these next five games. So we're going to figure that out and figure it out soon. Mac Wilson. No, I'm sorry. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. For 20% off your first offer, visit MacWeldon.com and use the promo code Locked on, all caps with a space, locked on. Thank you to Mac Weldon. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep on walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners week in, week out in an office pool instead of using MyBookie? It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you are, where you're betting is just as important as who you are betting on. I would be, wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. And guys, my bookie's been here for as long as I have with the Lockdown Network. Uh, do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, use my bookie. Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? You can. There's parlays, uh, in-game betting, so you can hedge your bets. If something's not looking so good, kind of backdoor your way to some money, you can always just uh, take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, parlays, guys. Uh, you know, uh, two, three teams, if you're confident in three teams, bet on them. You don't have to put a lot of money down. You have an opportunity at a big return. So even if you lose, you don't feel too bad. But if you win, you're going to feel pretty darn good. Uh, go ahead to MyBookie. They will double your first deposit when you use the promo code, all caps, Locked on, no space to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. John, defensive side of the ball. What is, uh, obviously, look, um, the one thing, obviously, Miles Garrett, <clears throat> the production is there. The statistics are there. Is it the penalties that are affecting the game grades? Yeah. Uh, when you yeah. <laughs> four, when you have four penalties, um, that's going to tank your grade because obviously that hurts the defense. Like those matter. You know, it's not like those don't matter. But from a production standpoint, this pass rush grade isn't isn't phenomenal. It's seventy seven point. Well, in this game, it was a seventy seven point three, and the reason why it wasn't higher based on like oh this he had three sacks and four hits or whatever it was the reason why it's not higher than that is because many of them were unblocked or cleanup variety you saw the very first sack nobody blocked him which is stupid on the jets part i have no why which is why funny it, it looked exactly like his first career sack against the new york jets when he was a rookie it looked almost like the same exact play on that, on that one, they actually attempted to block him. It's the fact that he was so dang quick that he evaded that, that block. This one, they just didn't try it at all, and it obviously ended in disaster for them. But So you look at when you know he had three of his pressures, you know, total pressures meaning sack, hit, or hurry, were unblocked, and one of them was cleanup. Of the eight, so half of them of, of, his, of his pressures were, were of the unblocked or cleanup variety. So that's when, when – that happens, you're not going to have a, a monstrous grade. Uh, he's still winning at 19.2% of his, of his uh, pass rushes, which is a great number uh, in, in this game. So, you know, it's not like he wasn't productive on a, on a per snap basis, beating the offensive tackle. Um, and also when you get, when you cause a penalty, it's not, I mean, sure, it's, there's some production into it, but you're not getting like a, 
it's not getting like a grade that a quick sack would get or something like that. So um, that's kind of why mostly the, the, I mean, the overall game grade wasn't obviously not great because your penalties, the, his run defense was, was average, you know? Um, and then you have a couple of unblocked pressures and, and sacks in there. And, you know, that's, what's going to get a, you know, a good, but not great grade. Uh, and, you know, uh, I mean, look, the production in at the end of the day, and I remember going through this, you know, as a college player, and it was, you know, guys where the statistical – guys who were meeting the statistical thresholds, nobody cared about the grades. And it is part of it. Look, um, and if you're getting stuffed on it, you're wrecking house. Some of that and stuff's kind of – go really, ahead. And, and at the end of the season, you know, like, it's all going to work itself out. You know, he's going to – like he's going to face offense tackles and he's going to have days and games, several games this year where he's going to be just wrecking the offensive tackle. And that's how he's getting his pressures. This game, it just happened to be that when you, when you, a, when you run screens or in one play where the one play where he, he crushed Trevor Simeon and took him out of the game, he was triple teamed before he actually got out there to get a hit on him. <laughs> that was the still shot. was all over social media today. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's, I mean, that's what he's facing on a, on a down for down basis is that he's getting chipped, blocked, and then chipped again while he's getting blocked. And it, when that happens, it's, he still beat that guy, but it's just still hard. And then he got a cleanup hit after, after that. So that's, you know, that's what the definition of a cleanup hit is when the heat quarterback rolls out <laughs> of the pocket like that and uh, chases him down and, and makes that hit. So, you know, he's going to, if fans are fretting about single game grades, they shouldn't because uh, it's a very a, it's a very small sample size. You're talking 26 snaps of him rushing the quarterback, so it one one or two plays can skew a grade quite significantly just because it's a game grade. But over the course of a season, it's gonna it's gonna even itself out. Um, there's two Cincinnati games. Two Cincinnati games. <laughs> those are coming. And uh, if you guys remember anything, I believe one of those was 12 pressures last year. Um, the linebackers, uh, uh, you know, Joe Schobert continues to just be Joe Schobert. And look, however that ends with this franchise, whether it's here or somebody else pays him a ton of money, he's earning that. Um, I know Christian Kirksey, John, it, the grade didn't, reflect but it's nice to see a guy now who's struggled for a while injury wise uh he looks better on the field um it certainly looks like he's in the fold in the mix um not necessarily getting it done but that's fine he's doing enough because most of it's funneled through joe doing it <laughs> yeah i mean you have when you have three missed tackles in a game that's gonna tank your grade it just is when you when you miss that many tackles he what was nice is that he did have two uh, tackles for either loss or no gain. Um, and obviously he had that one uh, really nice uh, tackle on Le'Veon Bell on a, on a swing pass. So when you, you know, he, he, he was flying around. Um, he missed a couple of run fits. Uh, obviously the, the tackles hurt too. He was targeted a bunch in this game. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't good. His, uh, his numbers are 43.3 in coverage. Targeted five times, gave up the five reception so 100% there for 52 yards two of them for first downs so when when that happens like that's going to be a rough day in coverage and sometimes that just happens um sometimes that's maybe busting a coverage coverage assignment or you know they're running play action and they threw it right behind you as you're biting up on that play action um but uh, you know he looks he you're right 
the I mean, like in terms of how he looks out there, he does look a lot better. That he's 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 moving around out there. He's looking more free. Um, it hasn't been good for the first two games yet, um, but you know if he's healthy, I, I expect him to have like his grades to be better than this because last year he was obviously hurt. And then you're also looking at being in Greg's Williams system. If this happens for you know another three or four games, then I'm more concerned that he needs to be pulled because he's obviously being a detriment to the team if he continually misses tackles and is getting gashed in the, in the passing game. And that's when you just want to start looking at one of the rookies to replace him. And I know that would be difficult for a lot of Browns fans because he's a, he is a fan favorite and obviously a team leader because he's a captain and has been that for what, three straight years now. So, you know, I, when it, when it really comes down to it though, you need that guy to be able to produce. Um, and he, he's not, at least not doing it on a, on a consistency basis. He looks like he can get there based on how he just looks on the field, but from a, from a grading standpoint, he's not there yet. And I mean, let's be honest. Um, you know, the, the cap numbers are going to get big here. Um, we're talking about two linebackers that neither one could possibly be here. Because right. You're keeping Schobert. That, if if you're keeping team. one, if you're keeping one, you're keeping Joe. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, Mac would be question yes. about that. Mac not would be the question. Mac I, would be the heir apparent, of course. Uh, so, like, I, I'm not. I don't follow it closely on social media. But do people not like? I, I hear it somewhat that people are like, Oh my god, they undervalue John. Schobert. Oh my God. Cause man. I don't, I don't understand it. He's one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. He showed that last year. He showed it the year before. Um, his, it's 2019. His this is what he is. What a 2019 linebacker should be. He had the second best coverage grade of all linebackers last year. Um, he came out even today. with a bum hamstring for the second half of the season. Right. And so like, I mean, you look at his, uh, at the defenses, uh, defensive you know efficiency with him and without him in the game i mean he they were in a, a bottom five t- defensive unit without him and when he was there even with a bum hamstring they went into the top 10 unit i i don't know i mean he's the uh, coverage linebacker is one of the more important positions in the nfl i could argue that it's actually more important than what like maybe miles garrett does because he's he's that he's basically the quarterback of the defense. He's getting everybody set and he's able to take away the middle of the field, which is where the best quarterbacks in the league can thrive. And if you have a guy that can take that away, it's, it's phenomenal. Look at Deion Jones in Atlanta. When he went down, that defense fell, fell apart and crumbled because the open, the middle of the field opens up and they can't stop it. And that's where it's the easier throws for the quarterback to make. If there's not a player there that can make those plays to stop it. But when you have a player there that can stop it, it's much more difficult for quarterbacks because they have to throw it to the sidelines. And those throws are harder throws to make for a quarterback. Uh, and look, um, guys, uh, I didn't ask John to go on that tangent, but you know, <laughs> you locked on Browns listeners. It's appreciated. Um, and, and look, as great of a guy at Christian Kirksey is, and as long as he's been with this franchise, he doesn't deserve the C he's wearing. That C belongs on 53, and I'll, I'll just leave it at that here. Um, John, um, obviously we have a second-year cornerback. Obviously we got a rookie cornerback. Which one right now? And look, you know, Denzel's in a tough spot. I don't think this is the best usage of Denzel Ward. Um, and this is what I try to tell people and everybody, oh, well, you know, oh, go get make it Fitzpatrick. Uh, he can go play that. No, but, but the point of it is, is – Steve Wilkes is your defensive coordinator. We have no idea. Nobody has any idea how long he's going to be here. So you're not going to make 
year-long commitment moves based on a defensive coordinator. But my point, John, the two cornerbacks, how's it going? Uh, so Greedy made the PFF team of the week this week. So, uh, the, you know, at least, you know, one, two weeks into it, he's, he's looking like a really good pick there. He was a guy that... And they're looking really smart because it seemed really odd when they just said, you know, Sunday against Tennessee, well, Greedy Williams getting the start today. It was kind of like, hmm, really? I, and the, I, you know, I know a lot of fans really liked Mitch, uh, Money Mitch. Well, 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 well. We can talk well about Joe. We're not going to pick on Terrence Mitchell. Um, no, but I'm just kidding. Um, Terrence Mitchell. <laughs> the thing I liked about Terrence Mitchell is when you looked at him as a cornerback two last year, he was creating turnovers. So you know, whatever you take the beating, whatever. If he he's not always on, you know. But if you can at least create turnovers as a cornerback two. But look, I mean, once you selected Greedy Williams, everybody knew where this was headed. It seems that it was just headed. It got there a lot faster than maybe people and even the Browns told us maybe it would. Yeah, it for sure. the the thing The thing that um, the thing about Greedy though, he hasn't missed a tackle this year. He's I mean, in the, biggest I, knock. I mean, they put him in the second round, right? And whereas Denzel Ward, everybody's seen that he's struggling. Yeah, he gave up a deep ball to um, to, to Robbie Anderson on a, on a underthrown pass where he just lost it. I mean, that's a difficult play for a cornerback, and he's he's missed five tackles this year, which is he needs to clean that up if he clean that up you know he's still like a phenomenal cover corner if you can just you know he he gave up a couple of passes in in each of these games it happens it it happens to the best of them look at uh marshawn Lattimore. look at jalen ramsey these first two weeks they've they've really actually kind of struggled they've they've been been roasted obviously they're going up against you know some pretty good competition there but still like they it happens so when when denzel ward struggles um yes it's it sucks and it's concerning a bit but the talent is there that I, he's, you should be able to trust him and, and press man to be able to lock down on number ones. He's also going up, up against the number ones that the, the other team has to offer, whereas Greedy Williams has taken the, the, the lesser, the easier job of taking the number two uh, re- receiver. So and when that happens, you know, if Greedy's not giving up any passes, he broke up a pass, he's been, it was really good in this past game, you know, I mean, that – the future is bright for those two guys. It really is. Um, obviously, you want to see Denzel Ward clean up the the missed tackles, but you know the the Browns should be happy and fans should be happy with where where they're at. And Greedy is a, a an improvement over Terrence Mitchell. As much as uh, a lot of people like Terrence Mitchell, like you said, he forces a lot. Yeah, you know, he had some impact plays, uh, but on a consistency basis, when he wasn't making those impact plays, he was getting beat. So. Um, you want to be able to not get beat when you're not making those impact plays and making it dip more difficult for the receiver to make catches if he if that ball's on target. I mean, it is kind of funny though because I, I do remember everything out of uh, you know training camp, you know this past one and obviously in eighteen it was um you know Jarvis Landry's having another big day. Oh yeah, he is. And guess who Jarvis Landry was having another big day against? It was Terrence Mitchell. Terrence Mitchell was getting abused all of twenty eighteen training camp. Turned it out to be you know obviously be a part of, you know, a, a, a good part of the season. But, um, but you know, once the investment was made in greedy guys, you knew where this was going. With Vivid Seats, listener, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person, earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app. 
via the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Go to your app store, go to Google Play, and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all their purchases as part of Vivid Seats Rewards. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. Look, uh, John's married, I'm married. You got to find a way every now and then. Sneak away when you got kids. Go do something. My wife loves live music. Obviously, guys. Ball games, stuff. That is more my era. I do like concerts, though. Uh, use Vivid Seats. They are the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice all in the app, the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has their loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats rewards uh, for the month of September. You can get 10 to 16, 10 to 16% off on all your purchases through the app. Go to the App Store, like I said, or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Uh, you automatically become enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. So uh, whether it's concerts, whether it's sporting events, whether it's theater, go ahead, check out Vivid Seats. Enter the promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. John, the big boys are coming here for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Rams. it's going to be a tough game. And I know that you – I mean, I'm hearing a little rain in the forecast, which that might be – that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, you've got a Sean McVay coached team, and they're, you're going to go up against a team that's going to be very disciplined uh, and very detailed and know what they're doing and have a, a extremely good – game plan if you can get them in the fourth and short situations they're going to punt the ball away which is the issue for the only the only setback that mcveigh has is that he actually tends to just punt it way when he should be going for it more often especially with the, the offense the type of efficiency that they have um todd Gurley isn't the same player that he used to be obviously and jared goff has struggled this year the offensive line is nowhere near as good this year as it has been in the years past but McVay knows how to dial it up, and he really – I mean, he just – he brings it. Like, he, he – I mean, I, I don't know if anybody saw this tweet that um, somebody put, but he basically – Goff came up to the line of scrimmage with, like, 20 seconds left on the, on the play clock, and it just he, – he looked like he, did, he goes – he, like, told the team to wait. He waited for, like, three seconds. Basically, McVay was telling him, all right, this is the play that you're going to run, and then he audible it to the team, which, you know – Kind of is a, is kind of funny where Goff can't realize that, but the thing is McVeigh can see that, and that's how they run their offense. And McVeigh is a genius, so he knows what you're going to be playing out there. So you better be able to disguise it and and stop it, um, and and make it confusing for Jared Goff because if you can make it confusing for him on the back end, he can handle pressure somewhat. Um, he's inconsistent with that. So like if you want to be able to get pressure on him, you've got to confuse him on the back end, make him hold a ball for a little bit longer then get them under pressure that way. Uh, but this is going to be a, a very, very tough test, especially against Aaron Donald uh, and company on the back and, and the defensive side of things. Well, I mean, he left a little early with a back. If Aaron Donald wants to take a week off, I mean, the man's earned it. I mean, we're talking about a defensive player of the year, an absolute stud. Yeah, he came back. He came back, though. Shit, so. John. Let's, let's go with it. Let's run with it. Yeah, um, but this, look, I mean, give, give but, the Browns fans false hope that yes. Aaron Donald's not going to be playing. He he has yet to have a sack <laughs> this year. All right, there's that. 
And Jared Goff is not played, you know, Jared Goff, it's, it's actually, you know, because I, I was talking uh, to uh, our Rams guy today, and Goff's been kind of similar to Baker at this point, where it's not going as smoothly as either one are accustomed to. Right. So, like, when I say he hasn't had a sack yet, it's be, he, he, he only knocked out Drew Brees for six, for six to eight weeks, but whatever. <laughs> right, and, and, and also he's, play, he's still like, I mean, just watch him. He's wrecking the offensive line. He just happened to not get in the sack yet. And you saw it last year where the first three weeks of the season, he hadn't had a sack, but he was wrecking the offensive line. He had like almost 20 pressures in the first three games. Uh, It just didn't happen to be in a sack. And then they played, I think, a Thursday night game against Minnesota and then had two sacks, two hits, nine hurries, and just destroyed that Minnesota offensive line. So it's going to be Sunday night football. You know that he's going to show up. He's going to show up. So you have to be able to account for him and scheme things up that help whoever's blocking him to basically double team him because he splits double teams like no big deal. So you have to figure out a way to be able to block. I don't know how to block him. I couldn't tell you. Nobody knows. So you have ask Bill Belichick. He might have an idea. So that, that well, was my only advice. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is if, um, folks, if you like defensive line play, and, you know, I talk about some people, you know, they're 33, 28. I, I don't know, guys. Um, I don't think anybody understands the amount of good defensive linemen in this game. This could be one of those 16, 13s, because if the quarterbacks right now who aren't rolling, either one of them, you know, aren't rolling that night, uh, you got a hell of a group of defensive line players on both sides of this ball that could just make for this a really, really nasty evening. Sunday night football, This is if you're a defensive line guy, this is the game for you. Uh, for John Costco, make sure you're following at John Costco 3. John, obviously, over part of the – I won't say the name because we don't say the name anymore. It is PFF. And, uh, obviously, John does a fantastic job over there. Uh, Browns, everything else. Um, you can catch him whether it's a Monday night game or a Sunday night game or a Thursday night game. John finds his way out through. And uh, I do appreciate him always finding some time here for us. And we'll try to keep this up as much as we can. I'm starting to get back to a little bit more of a normalcy with the schedule. Thanks, everybody, for understanding as far as that goes. Uh, so make sure you're following John here, uh, the show itself, at Locked On Browns. Uh, all lowercase, uh, follow back account. DMs are always open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are always open over there. Um, anything you guys want, follow through. And I, I appreciate the fact, you know, I, I understand that people get Twitter shy and whatever. That's fine. I, I Trust me, I totally get it because uh, – the amount of bashing I take, especially for, you know, with this and just from the Browns beating the Jets now two years in a row. Today was not the greatest day for me on social media. So whatever, send the DM over, whatever, even if you're on there, whatever. There's emails, whatever. You can find my email, get to me that way, whatever. Whatever you need, something you want on the show, whatever. And thanks to everybody. Um, obviously, one and one here, we are about to run through essentially the freaking gauntlet here over the next five weeks. But look, you want to be big time. The only way you're going to get to be big time is to run through big time. So it's going to be fun. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, we'll get to normalcy. Uh, I'll have you a crossover tomorrow. We already recorded that. I'll get that up to you about midday. We'll get Pete and his grumpy little butt back in here tomorrow night. We'll go through all that good stuff. But uh, back to some normalcy, a Sunday night game. This is weird Monday at the Sunday night game. And if anybody wants to pick on the Rams and uh, how things seem to bounce in their favor, the Rams played the Saints last week. After the Saints played Monday Night Football, the Rams are now playing the Browns this week. After they played Monday Night Football, the Rams get all the breaks. The Rams get all the breaks. Um, So that's something to look out for. But this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.